When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up. When I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. If there's one thing tyrants hate, it's when you question their total control. When you push back against their tyranny and show them that you are not afraid of whatever punishment they might bring for disobedience, they can't stand it. And why? Because you've gone after their idol, which in the case of totalitarians is themselves. Here on Liberty Dispatch, we have a soft spot in our hearts for those who operate as free men and women, affirming their God-given rights and poking a beastly state right in the eye even just a little bit. So, by way of example and exhortation, I'll be interviewing two very different people who did what was right and good in two very different ways. First, a pastor who gathered his church to worship God outdoors in a public park. And second, a homeschooling mom who peacefully protested unjust and evil COVID mandates. Both of them have been punished for their good works and both of them are ready to keep honoring God, even if it brings more anger and consequences from the state, because they must obey God rather than man. The Lord uses regular people like you and like me to shine a light on evil and corruption, exposing darkness and bringing the truth to bear. I trust you're going to be encouraged with today's episode. It's August 1st. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Greetings and welcome to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Our show is produced by Liberty Coalition Canada in partnership with Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and to defend those who stand. Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. If you want to help support our podcasting work, we would ask you to prayerfully consider heading over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. Click the analysis shows box and right there you can help support the work we do here in bringing you good shows, good content, and Lord willing, some pretty exciting events in the next number of months. Donations that are submitted on the website there go directly to Christian Week and are eligible for a charitable receipt. If you want to donate other ways by e-transfer or by check for e-transfer, you would send that to give at christianweek.org. And then by way of check, if you go to our website, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, the description there for the address and who to make the check payable to is all on the website. Please 
help support the work we do. I don't know if you've been on social media lately, but there are these ads coming up on Facebook saying soon you're not going to be able to access Canadian content and Canadian news content. And so if you want to get our stuff and if you want to help us grow a strong institution, please prayerfully consider supporting the work that we do here. If you are an advertiser, you are a business, and you want to advertise with like-minded Canadians, freedom-minded Canadians that will support your business and be encouraged and excited about the work that you do, then reach out to us. We would love to advertise for you and partner with you and see your business grow. You can email us, advertising at christianweek.org. Please partner with us today. We can answer any questions you might have. You can also find our shows on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network or by downloading the FLF app. Go to flfnetwork.com or search for the FLF app on your Android or Apple devices. You can reach out to us, as always, with questions, comments, or criticism. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Lord willing, we will have a mailbag segment either on Thursday's episode this week or next week for sure. We have some good questions that have been building up, and I think it'll be encouraging for you, our audience, to hear mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Friends, I bet you're growing more and more frustrated and concerned with the fiat money system here in Canada. I'm sure you're hoping for real options, a solution that works for you and values your liberty and security. Well, barter it is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value without having to use fiat currency. Imagine Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, and eBay all wrapped into one economic system. You offer your goods and services in exchange for bits credits, and you can use those bits to acquire other goods and services in the community. What it is is a parallel economy. If you want to get involved, and you should, head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on the barter it for individuals box that'll be on the left. Make sure when you go there, you sign up as a VIP before the official launch and you will get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings and 1000 bits to spend in the system. So that's the equivalent of $1,000 Canadian for valuation purposes to spend in the barter it system. That is $1,500 worth of value for just $197. You are getting money. By signing up as a VIP before the official launch, head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter. As I said in the lead-in, today's episode is a unique one. We'll be interviewing two people, two Canadians, two Christians, who are doing what is right and good and paying a cost for it. They're pushing back against statism, against tyranny, against totalitarianism. And they are suffering consequences for it. And so we wanted to share their stories. We want to highlight what's going on in their lives. We want to tell you how you can connect with them, encourage them, and even support them. And give you examples of just regular Canadians engaged in this cultural and spiritual fight. Very much so, we're going to see, to encourage you, to exhort you, and to challenge you. To say, get in the fight. Get involved. It doesn't mean you have to preach and lead outdoor worship services. It doesn't mean you have to hold rallies and protests against COVID restrictions and mandates. 
But it does mean that maybe you should be writing letters to your MPs and your MPPs, to your mayor, to your city council. Maybe it means actually joining in events and protests and engaging culturally. Maybe it means connecting with and supporting people who are running for politics and for office, Christians who want to be involved. Maybe it means taking your kids out of state-funded schools so you can train them up yourselves in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord and not have the state turn them into little Marxists that hate you, your country, and your God. Maybe it means connecting with a good, like-minded church that is actually doing what honors the Lord and is engaging rightly in the world with the gospel, advancing the kingdom of God in the community around them. Lots of opportunities for you to actually be a part of being salt and light in Canada, pushing back against the darkness, pushing back against the decay, and preserving what is true, what is good, and what is beautiful. So I want to bring you some examples of people who are doing that to hopefully stir you on to good works and to deeper faith. And so with that, we want to jump into our first interview. Well, I am pleased to have with me on the dispatch one Kimberly Newdorf, according to the London Free Press, stay-at-home mom, protester, troublemaker. They said that disparagingly, but we love stay-at-home moms here at the dispatch, moms who homeschool their kids, much to be respected. Uh, Kimberly went to the University of Western Ontario for music performance and married her husband, Terry, between their second and third years there. They both taught music privately until they started to grow their family, and Kimberly stayed home and homeschooled the children. The COVID mandates and restrictions, like many people and on many people, had significant impact on their family life. They decided that they needed to do something because the state was ignoring both reason and actual science, so they finally decided that their only recourse was to engage in their right to peacefully protest and practice some what we would say is God-honoring civil disobedience. And so, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me on The Dispatch. It is great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. So I want to read from the article, from the London Free Press article, because I want to highlight a few things. One the specifics of why I've asked you to come on our show today, but also so we can get a sense of how it is that the status legacy media leftism understands who you are and what it is that, that we stand for when we talk about freedoms and rights given to us by God in the face of COVID tyranny. So this is what we read from the London Free Press. Quote, this was disruptive. This was planned. This was encouraged, said Justice of the Peace Anna Hampson in her decision at St. Thomas Provincial Offenses Court. Quote, the limitations were in place. They ought to have been respected. Close quote. Newdorf, who has moved from Elmer and relocated to New Brunswick, was charged after organizing two so-called freedom marches in scare quotes because they hate freedom. Right, leftists and Marxists hate freedom. In Almer on October 24th and November 7th, 2020, the first march at the town's band shell attracted 100 to 150 people, which you've confirmed is quite the lowball because they want to make it seem like it was less a big deal than it was. While the second drew 1,000 to 1,500 people, probably more than that as well. And here is here is all so all the people were unmasked 
and not respecting social distancing requirements when gathering limits outdoors weren't to exceed 25 people because of the science. I added that little part there at the end. So that's a quote from the London Free Press. So Kimberly, we love those who stand on truth and who do what is right and principled and honor God and fight for liberties and freedoms in our country. That's why we exist. That's why we started. So give us a little bit of the history, a little bit about your story. What led up to these protests, freedom marches, rallies that you organized, kind of what led to the planning and and what was it about the COVID era lockdowns mandates that created the circumstance where you thought this is something we have to do? Well, just in March, like everybody else, we thought it was unreasonable. I mean, I think, I think some, 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 some people, people even myself, myself, you know, you know we are afraid, afraid for a little while because you don't, you don't know what it, what it is, is, but you just, you just come, come to your senses, senses and you realize that it's, that it's not normal, normal to act, act this way. way. I, 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 I even remember reflecting before, before we've drawn, drawn a line in the sand, sand earlier about, about what, what freedom means and, and, and how we want to raise our family. And, and uh, you know, you know, I, I often remember there's, there's hardships people, people experience, like, like for instance, when there's, when there's a, you know, a you know, funeral, funeral and then they're driving to the cemetery, cemetery and, you know, you know, people pull, pull over, over and stuff, and you're like, like wow, wow, all those people are really sad, it's really bad, bad happening to them. But, but look, look at all these other people and their lives are still going on, and we continue on. That's what humans do. We don't need to be, you know, at a dead end for you know, you know, and groveling all, the, all time. the time. And that's, that's what, what they wanted us to do. They wanted, they wanted to get, get rid of, rid of uh, uh, heroes. They wanted, they wanted to and, and, and just have uh, ones, ones that were acceptable through propaganda. We all, we all can clap, clap for pseudo, pseudo heroes. heroes. And, 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 and not, not be uh, a leader and, and not be helpful to our, our own families and, and our own communities, but, but instead be isolated. Those things are just not good good for for, for families, families and it's, it's not, not healthy, healthy for children, children and, and especially the, all, the, all the newborn babies being born, born and, and, and not not knowing what, what real, real life is like, like was, was just, just a, 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 a very, very concerning thing, thing for me so, so you know you know we we, we didn't did not, did not, not be with our families and uh so, so you know you know we could get together anyway with whoever was was comfortable with that and uh, you know, you know, it just takes you to, to, to the, the point, point where I, I had to figure out what I could do because, because you know, you can fill out lots of surveys and write, write lots of letters. letters. Um, but the, but the only thing I can think of that would, would make a difference is, you know, you know obviously the civil disobedience and not, not complying, but, but also uh, uh, protest, protest is, is a tool to speak to government. So that's something that I thought I could run. And, uh, I thought, I thought on the first rally, rally. I, I don't know if, if anybody would come, come I, 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 I thought, thought it might be me and my family and my friends, friends, we would just meet in the park, park and have, have some signs and walk around. <laughs> but, but it turned out like 300 people came, which was, which a, was a, a really, really big surprise. surprise. And, and there, there was even, even counter-protesters, which was really odd too. And so everybody was very happy to have met each other. And, and find, find out that they weren't the only ones. That, that was really, really encouraging, encouraging for, for people. So we so decided that we would do this every two weeks. So we went and planned another one for 
the seventh and I can't even believe how big it got. I, I don't even know. Uh, and people, it, they didn't do it because of me. Nobody comes to things that I plan. <laughs> it's not, it's because of what we're standing for and the yeah. message and to speak to government. And it, it was an emergency in that we needed to speak to government because no one was listening and mm -hmm. no one was able to connect. And so many people were so sad. So I think that's why so many people came and uh, it was huge. I think it was some people say 2000. So we like that number because it's high. <laughs> but uh, that's that's basically how it started, I guess. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and that, that sentiment that you've expressed, that they're not listening, the state isn't listening, that hasn't changed. I mean, this this was the frustration at the end of the convoy in Ottawa, was that organizers were pleading to simply meet with one person, one MP, one person in cabinet to discuss the mandates, to discuss the restrictions, and not one person from the federal government was willing to meet with a single convoy organizer. Meanwhile, just a few months before that, these same truck dr drivers who'd been driving all through the quote unquote worst parts of the pandemic, who were called heroes, were now being called alt-right Christian nationalists with a fringe minority view because they were doing the same thing they were doing. And so obviously, you, what you were feeling and what everyone feel I, I was feeling we're all feeling this frustration of why don't you why don't you have a single person with maybe an opposing view or someone who's looking at the effect that lockdowns have on our economy or mental health or what it's doing to people spiritually or how about we actually address some of the scientific issues let's talk about you know nurses and doctors who went a year and a half without the jab who were fine and then so you're you're right. This the unwillingness from on one side to talk about it leads people mm -hmm. to say, well, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna listen to our letters, and if you're not gonna listen to our phone calls, then maybe we need to exercise our lawful right to stand up with our bodies present and let you know we need to be heard. So good for you. Good for you for planning yeah. and organizing that. And you know, I'll I'll, I'll say to you not to disparage what you've done. Um, but, but I'll say this is as, as something Matt and I've said this on the show, I've said this with a lot of, a lot of other guys. One of the things that I think is shameful in our country is that men specifically pastors should have been the ones standing up from the beginning and they didn't. And as a result, you've had moms who have, who have taken up a torch. You have high school students now around the country who are protesting the trans madness and you had truck drivers which i'm thankful for the courage of people and their willingness to simply speak out but it's just another kind of notch in the how how shameful it is that men who were supposed to be men of courage and conviction and leading their people and their families were silent and as a result now the state has to pick on homeschool moms and teenagers for doing doing what what guys like me should have been doing around this country so i i'm thankful for your willingness now just as a side note too i i know terry we're 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 friends on social media so i that's not a jab at him i'm talking about other bums in the country 
Jessica should have been doing what they were doing. That's I know that's yeah. not him at all. But so, and he was for what it's worth, yeah. he was supposed to be on the call. He just couldn't pull it together. So I hope people aren't watching this thinking, "Wow, Kimberly's great. Her husband, but no, 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 not at all." It's just Terry's great. Right, of course. I, I uh, guess I naturally. This is something that came kind of natural to me, and he's done a lot of other things at work and he's stood up in, in amazing ways and oddly you know never got fired and and it's that's a miracle and he stood up for other people you know that did and still i don't know why we're just really blessed uh, in that area for sure so so a little bit of the timeline we'll just kind of flesh this out for people um the rallies were held in october and november of 2020 so this was after a spring and summer that were ridiculous. We saw mask mandates come in. We saw some early harsh restrictions come in. It was around. So this would have been a couple months after Easter when churches were shut down. So the rallies are held in the fall of 2020. You receive your summons at the end of November of that year. And then it wasn't until December of 2022 that you finally go to trial. So a nice long stretch of time. And it was yeah. recently, just in July, that the decision came down that sentencing came out. So um, you said that you want to do the rallies every two weeks. So I'm guessing that the court summons is what maybe put a little bit of a pause on that. And no, then, no. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Actually we were going to do more for for real but it was so huge there was yes. no need like i i feel like if we had done another you know all the counter protesters would be like oh there's less people because you can't grow from that like i don't think you can grow from that i think that we got on mainstream media uh they then they had to recognize the protests that were going on in toronto they never did that before mm -hmm. and, and uh there, we just couldn't beat it. And I feel like there were so many people there that were encouraged. They can go on from that and do what they think they should do. So, so okay, good. Thank you for that clarification. So, and you're right. I think one thing we've seen in the last three years is you can only, you can only try to cover up the truth for so long. You can only try to spin that, spin it for so long before you realize, no, this is, this is a big deal. These protests are going on. People are fed up and they're, they're, they're doing something about it. So the trial yeah. is there in were December. There were people there that, that are not very, you know, that are introverts and they don't right. go to anything. And they're like, we like being introverts, but not by force. <laughs> yes. Like, like my wife in Ottawa, who doesn't like being around a lot of people, but decided it was good to be surrounded by a hundred thousand Canadians on one of the busiest weekends during the convoy. Um, <laughs> So, so you go to trial December 2022 into January. That's actual trial. Tell me a little bit about that process. So, m m even not, I mean, leading up to it, obviously, you know, you're, you're the people who are representing you, they're gathering evidence there, you know, whether it's scientific evidence or constitutional arguments. And so, leading up to that in the trial itself, what's that? What are you going through? What are you thinking? What's what's that experience like leading up to and then being in the kind of in the midst of that trial happening? Uh, well, uh, I wasn't nervous or anything, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of work because 
well, you want to create a good argument. Uh, we we thought that the charter challenge came first because then if you win the charter challenge, you don't need to go to trial and you save everyone a lot of time and agony. But uh, the Crown prosecutor, he was adamant that we were going to go to trial first because he had lined up all of his witnesses and he didn't want to lose them, you know, if they couldn't come or whatever. So basically we were always catering to the Crown prosecutor's wishes. I don't know very much about the game of court. Uh, so, I mean, I was going to self-represent, but as it got closer to, I knew that I would never understand the game. Uh, so I, I had a lawyer who took me on and uh, everybody was quite surprised with, with the order. I guess that the court can choose, you know, if the trial goes first or the charter challenge, but even we had the attorney general as an intervener and they were surprised. They also wanted the charter challenge to go first. Um, but anyway, uh, that just meant that a lot of extra people were sitting through days of court that didn't need to be there. Um, yeah. It, it, it was it was a it was fine it, it just uh, I feel like it was a, uh, a bit out of depth for the JP only because she was always asking for direction um, and wanting to understand what she should do um, that's what it looked like to me I don't I don't really know but that's that's what it seemed like and it did seem like the Crown prosecutor was directing her and you know, often things went her way. And we were not, not allowed to say a lot of things. Like in the trial, we would want to ask questions kind of related to the charter, but, you know, even using those words and the JP and the Crown were always like, you have to save that for the challenge. So we we weren't allowed to talk about it, so we had to save it for the challenge. And then when we got to the challenge, we had some pointed questions about you know, the charter and, and related, related things. And they would just shut us down every time. We weren't allowed to ask those questions. It was all, especially when we brought up uh, Remembrance Day as an example of, uh, it was in the same week as our second protest and they broke the same mandates that I did, except that they all believe in the mandates. That's the only difference. Uh, and nobody got charged there, but we couldn't even, bring that up as a as a, as an example it was like the sacred cow if you say remembrance day they got very offended and we got shut down with that so kimberly the reason why they didn't let you talk about the charter or they didn't let you bring up remembrance day is because believe it or not they actually don't like truth and they don't live in the real world um they live in a fantasy world where a virus that's on average is deadly deadly as a moderate flu season is the reason to completely destroy a country. Oh, and by the way, rights and freedoms don't exist. Like that's the world they live in where it's really deadly unless you're marching for BLM protests, then you can be shoulder to shoulder with unmasked people. But if you're standing outside saying these, these are the rights and freedoms that are given to us by God and must be protected by the state, that they don't like. Uh, they also don't like, um, you know, speaking about Remembrance Day, they, they also... They, you know, they, they love celebrating Remembrance Day, but they just they don't like celebrating it with people in the military who also protest the mandates, um, because those people like James Top have to be court martialed and stripped of 
you know, they have to be put on uh, disciplinary action and dishonorably discharged because there's only only some military stuff is is worth honoring, not all of it. This is the the hypocrisy that we see from the state. Um, so trial goes on. Just recently, at the end of uh, July, so just within the last month, the decision comes down. You receive your sentencing. And so what is the ruling of the court? And now what is your penance for daring to do what is lawfully allowed? And what what is your right to do as a citizen in Canada? How have you been punished for exercising your civil rights and doing what is lawful and peaceful and within your rights to do as a Canadian citizen? What is that? What's that going to cost you? $37,000 plus victim fee, which I don't even know what that is. And who's the victim? My current prosecutor? I don't know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was found uh, guilty for attending and hosting uh, the freedom rallies in Elmer. And uh, it was funny in the trial, they were maybe going to ignore that I attended because I said, I said, well, what kind of host would I be if I wasn't there? But um, anyway, they that's what they founded uh, me guilty on. And then they sentenced me that. And so where where do we stand now? Uh, so that was July. And so do you, you know, do you get to pay it in installments? Do they have like interest free installments like you're buying a new car or is it like oh. how, does, how, does, how does it work? Right. It, min, minus an appeal, which we can talk about in a bit. But what's their expectation? Is it like? Every month you don't pay it off. They come for another tow, like, cause they're basically a mafia anyway. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if they function right. like one. Yeah. Well, I, sorry. I also forgot. They just dismissed the charter challenge. So that oh. was just tossed aside. So, yeah. uh, um, no, I have a year to pay. Okay. So and that's it. They, it, you can ask for an extension if you are paying, you know, monthly or something like that. Um, but if you don't, and then you ask for an extension, then, then you know you wouldn't get that. Have you have you considered? Have your lawyers considered that if you were to identify as a um, a racialized trans man, that you would be able to have all the charges dropped? Like, is that an actual? Have you guys kind of dabbled in that as a, as a legal option to say? Well, actually, I'm this, and so you can't. Yeah. Is that you think, would that work? You think maybe? I wonder. You you'd think it would work. <laughs> yeah, I but mean, this I, is. They called me a stay-at-home homeschool mom in the in the paper, and I guess you said that was a bad thing. I thought that was so nice. <laughs> yes, it is, and that's so. so it's funny. Saying... We, it's the same thing with us. I don't know if you read the article that the CBC wrote on. Uh, it was us as the Ezra Institute. They mentioned a couple pastors and churches as well. And they basically said that we're a part of the shady underground Christian fundamentalist group that wants to take over Canada. And then they said yeah. stuff like they believe that the Bible should influence laws like as to, as to be negative. Okay. And we thought, yeah, okay, guilty. I'll take it guilty. We we're okay with yeah. that. And where have they been? Like uh, it says even in, in so many court documents that all of these things are from god like it it god's in there so Mm -hmm. i really don't understand why they don't get that they they they're very power hungry i guess so kimberly our 
our audience is compri- comprised, I would say, almost entirely of freedom-minded Canadians who see what's going on. They understand what's actually happening. They understand what the last number of years have really been about. They, they get it. They support those who stand up for the rights and freedoms that Canadians have that have been given to us by God. And they, they support it, and especially when it comes at a cost. And so you have the, the ears of a fairly decent-sized audience of like-minded, supportive Canadians. What can, what, what can we do? Whether it's um, connecting with you, know, you on social media or a website we can go to or updates. Like what, what can we do? How can our audience connect with you, support you? Um, you know, be praying for you. How can we, how can they find out more about what's going on with you and keep up to date with stuff? Any, anything you want to share, social media, websites, anything like that, how can we help? Sure. Well, that's really thoughtful and I really appreciate that. Um, of course, I'm on Instagram and I do have a website, KimberlyNewdorf.com, where I was just putting court information it, it's a little bit updated now. It was taking so long and things were just repeating that I didn't do every single day. We had a meeting, but uh, a lot of the information is there on the proceedings that I have had. Um, and uh, we weren't going to uh, ask for any uh, donations at all uh, for this, um, but so many people have emailed and messaged me and they actually asked me to reconsider, which I thought was really nice. And it was very unexpected. And uh, so, you know, even my family's, well, like my extended family, they're like, you know, people want to help. So you shouldn't just uh, turn them away if they want to help. Because, well, one person said, you know, it's important to show that, you know, we we're not just going to stop obviously you know if this happens again i'm sure there'll be more lockdowns we don't want people to think that that we are so weak that we would just you know not protest again i'm sure we would because we have principles and it's really really important so um the all those people suggested that we did do a give send go so we're setting one up so when you set that up, when you when you set that up, please send it to me. And then what we'll do is we'll both link it in this video retroactively. So whenever we get this episode out, as soon as you give that to us, we'll add it to the description of this episode. But we'll also make sure to share that out. Um, whether we do an email, whether we share it on social media, we'll tag you. But as soon as that gets set up, or if there's an email address where people can can do stuff, please get that to me. And then we will get that out in our channels as well, because we'd love to give people the opportunity uh, to support and donate if they can to to the cause. Um, yeah, so people can find you on Instagram, Kimberly. Yeah, it is a just... it is a it is it is a wild kind of clown world where people who are doing what is lawful and right for them to do are having to pay. Yeah ridiculous amounts of money um and it's just it's it's unbelievable that that this is the kind of situation we live in still now still it is it is august 
2023 and there are yeah. still people who are going to court, still people who have trials because they didn't fill out a Rive can or because they didn't go to the COVID hotels or because they didn't wear masks or because they gathered outdoors when it was illegal to do so. We still live in that world. And, and like you said, th this should not make us go, well, it's time to be quiet. The, the reality is the standing up for what's right, the speaking out, the, the, the protesting, the engagement is needed now as much as it was two years ago. And we can't mm -hmm. forget that we can't fall asleep and just assume that no. because I can get back on a plane, everything's back to normal. Cause it's not, it'll never will be. And we need to be always ready for it. So I'm thankful for. Yeah, and it's encouraging. Like all the, all the comments on the national post article, I was, I was so pleasantly surprised. Well, maybe not surprised. I mean, my friends are like, why are you surprised? That's what everybody thinks. But it, it was so good. So, and it just makes me think like, it's very hopeful that, it people will more people you know will protest and or not comply mm -hmm. to these overreaching you know everybody can make a choice for their family it's their family and so many parents uh you know it's surprising how so many parents don't uh realize that that they're in charge of their children state isn't in charge of the children you, you they have their own responsibility mm -hmm. and so many people don't realize they have a choice and once they've discovered they have a choice then they take on all this responsibility and they're like oh wow well then now i have to find out things so i i hope that more people get to that point in their life where where they find out that they can think of what how they want to raise their family mm -hmm. and they are and I, th I think that they are i think the last three years has done that i think we've seen an increase in the number of people that are homeschooling their kids We've seen, mm -hmm. you know, what what I'm calling, what, what I've called the great migration. I think that people have realized what we need to do is we need to think about strategic places where we can band together with like-minded believers, like-minded people, and, and we need to be very intentional in terms of where we live and even work, right? The importance of people saying, maybe we can start businesses. Maybe we shouldn't have these jobs that are dependent upon other pagan employers in the state. And so that is an effect that it's had. And I think the more and more people see people speaking out, people pushing back for the sake of our rights and freedoms, and ultimately for the glory and honor of Christ, more people are awakened to the reality that you need to be responsible for your own life and your family. And it comes at a cost and it's risky and it might be uncomfortable but it's worth it it's worth it as opposed to just it being is. some ward of the state or or as i've described it the characters in wally -E, right all these morbidly obese people just floating around on chairs watching screens and everything's taken care of for them and they're they're all comfortable and, and safe but that's no way to live right you're that's slavery yeah. that's not being free so Kimberly, thank you for fighting for the freedoms that are ours in Christ and doing so courageously. Please give my love to Terry when uh, when you next see him and uh, keep us updated with what's going on. Uh, we will we will share those links out as well for Give, Send, Go or being able to donate or support whenever you get them to us. Thank you so much for joining me on The Dispatch. Thank you so much, Andrew. Born out of the desire to separate money from the state 
Bitcoin epitomizes freedom money, an uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, is a 100% self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet in their own possession. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Sign up at mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and get started with your account's creation today. Contact Bull's best in the business personal customer support team. They have people there at any point to request assistance throughout the process. Take control of your money. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. I have with me now on the dispatch, Alan Armstrong. He's the pastor of Lifegiver Church in Windsor, a church that he planted in 2016. He's also the author of the soon-to-be-released The Bible and Bitcoin, a theological exploration of human time, energy, and Bitcoin. Alan and his wife, Shelley, have been married since 2011. Together, they have three children. Brother, it feels like it hasn't been that long since you've been on the show. It's good to have you again. Yeah, well, it seems like I'm a regular now, so that's good. So um, the last time last time we had you on, we were talking about good things you're doing, good things with trying to help support moms make a good decision so that they choose life for their baby by Bitcoin donations, being able to mm -hmm. take care of them in needs. That's good. Um, the book that is this coming out, which hopefully will, if nothing else, help Christians think a little more critically and intentionally about money about the economy about our current financial system that's all good stuff um but now uh, now you have joined the ranks of troublemaker and uh, you had an eventful and exciting sunday and to our to our good fortune we have it recorded so let's watch a portion of what happened this past sunday at lifegiver church and in Revelation 8, it was a picture of incense, prayers, and fire from the altar. How can I help you? Why not? Because it's the uh, park's fault. You guys are not allowed to be here. You can't come here without a permit. That's not true. Yep, that's true. No, it's not. Yep, so you're gonna I'm going to show you the bylaw. Yep, and you're, the park's called, and they've said you're not allowed to be here. For what reason? What crime am I committing? Well, this you need a permit to be out here. Okay, so what law am I breaking here? The, ampli the amplification? Okay. So, is it the amplification? No, it's the fact that you're right next to a, a park and this is, you can't rent city property, you haven't rented city property. Yeah, but so, I'm gathering with my friends. No, but that's not a gathering, you got a stage set up. This is, this yeah, is you can't have a microphone. Okay, so I take, so I turn the mic off. Are you going to let me finish? No, because you're, okay, you're violating you know my life. Okay, then we'll start removing, we'll start removing Listen, everybody. No, let, let no, me, no, 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 do you want to talk to me and I'll talk be, to you. Okay, talk. Okay, be reasonable. this is a city property, you have to rent this to be out here. This is not rentable space because it is right next to the park. Okay. That is why. You can't be on a microphone. Okay. You can't be on, like, in this area. Okay. Now let me, can I talk? Go ahead. Am I allowed? Listen, I take the sign down, I take the speaker. Am I still allowed? No, because this is renting city property for the purpose that you're... Like, we're not... He called Windsor Police I on called Friday you guys and they this said this is property. This Listen. is city property. Listen to me. I called you guys Friday. I said, can I gather in the park with, like, 10 of my friends to worship God? He said, absolutely you sure can. You not on a microphone though. Okay, right, I, right I, I'll turn it off. I'll no, turn it off. You guys have already been told you're not allowed to do this. Here. Yes, but I'm not breaking the law. And if I am breaking the law with the mic, I'll turn it off. 
You've already been told you're not allowed to do this, but you came back and did it again. Regardless because of you guys didn't come, and then I called you, and you told me I could. Okay, well, you're not allowed to. We didn't tell you you could. The police, yes, you yes, did. I you called you guys. Park and talk to your friends about God and fill your boots. Okay, I'm going to turn my mic off. I'm going to turn it off. you got to take it down. They, I'm going to turn it. Listen to me. Take it listen, down. I'm going to turn it off, and I'm going to take the sign down. Then I'm going to talk to my friends about God. You know what? You, you understand? Sit, you can sit together. I don't know. They might want you guys out of here now. But what am I doing if well, I turn the against, mic off? You've gone against the bylaws. And what bylaw? Okay, I'm, I'm repenting. I'm turning it off. Well, yeah, so now it's, it's going to be considered a trespass because they've already been warned. So they want you but off the, the property now. The, so what I law am I breaking? Trespassing now. Trespassing. Yeah. But the bylaw says... So you have to rent the city property to do anything like this, okay? Like what? No, no, just let her finish her sentence. Any sort of group... Meaning, like, if somebody comes here for a giant picnic with their family, they have to rent the spot. But this is not rentable space. It's next to a park. The bylaw says 25 or less, yeah. 25 or more. The city says you but, are not allowed to but come. The, but right the bylaw says you need to, if you have 25 or more, you need a and permit. And they've already told you you can't come back here. And you did. So you did. Now it's a trespass, which is why we're here. You guys didn't come up. You didn't show up last week. You've, already, you've been told this. They've already okay, told but you. Parks and Rec is not police. You, I asked Parks them to call the police. They're an agent of the city, so I, they can tell you not to be. They here. can arrest me. They can tell you not. Did they arrest you? No, but I'm asking oh. you. I'm asking you. They, they didn't call the, the police. Didn't but come last they week. They can tell you to leave. Here, okay, and you've been told me. to leave. But we have all the information you need. You can leave immediately. Okay. Thank you. So um, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, give us the for people either who weren't watching or you know maybe they're driving they're a little distracted let's kind of boil it down what happened this past sunday give us the kind of thirty thousand foot view of what took place as you guys were meeting to worship well basically uh the thirty thousand foot view saw um 10 people seven adults three children gathering in a public park as we do every Sunday for the last three years in the summer and fall. This is not anything new. This is the same park we've gathered in for the last three years. And um, six police cruisers showing up on scene, driving onto the sidewalk and onto the grass, and upwards of 10 armed officers coming there to break up our gathering and to ticket me for the prohibited activity, the heinous and egregious crime of professing the name of Jesus in public. That's it. That's what so happened. This, has this been a problem before? Like, have you been harassed? Have, have officers, have people interrupted your outdoor services? Or has, has this, this is this the first time something like this has happened? Or to this degree? Well, people have interrupted our services, but they've been interrupted for positive reasons. Um, it's, it's not uncommon for someone to stop me while I'm preaching and ask a question. Um, that happens almost every Sunday. Somebody will stop and say, hey, uh, that's not part of our congregation, and ask a question. Hey, um, can you help me understand? One, one young man asked the, how Jesus was born of a virgin or uh, people people are generally interested in what I'm saying, and if they are, they stop and they ask, and we're very uh, accommodating to help them uh, on their journey to Christ. Uh, so yeah, people interrupt us, but uh, usually it's very welcomed, and we we uh, that's why we're there. Uh, but this is the first time, and and just to say uh, for everyone listening, we've never had one complaint that I know of. I've never heard one complaint. Uh, people will often walk by, give us a thumbs up. Um, they'll stop and listen, and they'll say, thank you, God bless you. 
Um, you know, I could see them, you know, whether they're on the splash pad or they're on the park. One Sunday we had a whole lacrosse team. I don't know how old these kids were. If I guess they were probably 12, 13, 14. A whole lacrosse team standing on the jungle gym listening to the word of God being preached. Um, and they weren't mocking me, which is which is nice. Uh, you know, usually when you get 13-year-old boys riled up before a lacrosse game, they're going to be rowdy. But they were listening intently. So it's been very, very positive. As a matter of fact, we've met here in that park or there in that park, even through COVID, even when we weren't allowed to, you know, quotation marks around allowed to, and never had a problem. The cops even came uh, and would wave at us. So it, it is a bit ironic that now is the time when we uh, get some persecution and a ticket when uh, the prevailing belief is that this tyranny is over. And now there's no apologetic. There's no argument now for compromised churches to say, well, you need to just obey the law. You need to just obey the mandates. There are no mandates. And this just goes to show you, this was never about mandates. This was always about a beastly government system that hates Christ and wants to stomp out his word in the public. Go ahead behind your four, door, four doors, four walls of your church. Preach whatever you want there. Just never take it public. That's, in, that's in the, the real issue. In the providence of God, you're preaching through Revelation right now, which I is am. which is good. And in, there, not only not only are there no mandates, but you know, let's get into the specifics here. I'm I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer, but we can we can read, we can research. Yes. And we can make reasonable conclusions based on information, laws and bylaws available to us. And I think I could say without legal expertise that this whole interaction was was lawless for a number of reasons, mm -hmm. because the law they cited that you broke it. I don't actually think you broke it. And we'll we'll, we'll look at that, um, that the complaint about being in violation of bylaws was partially true and you were willing to accommodate but that was irrelevant and mm -hmm. then there's the whole issue of section 176 of the criminal code which we'll also get into so yes. this in, in many ways this was a very lawless um unjust action taken by windsor police but you got a ticket yeah so why don't you uh why don't right you hold here. that up for us to see there's your there's your trophy with all the important information and so, what is the uh, what is what's the actual charge? What 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 did so, you violate? It, it was funny when the officer gave me the ticket. He explained how they explain this is what your options. Blah 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 blah. So he's reading and he wrote it really fast. Engaged in I go, what? What'd you say? He goes, engaged in prohibited activity. I go, oh, well, can you define that a little bit? What is the prohibited activity. I mean, if I'm doing a prohibited activity, you should be able to define what that is. Uh, but they, they were unwilling to define the term prohibited activity. Um, so that's literally all it says. Engage, and the grammar is even bad. Engage. It's it, engaged. Duh. But it says engage in prohibited activity on premises and contrary to trespass the property acts. Um, so that's it. It's, it's the most vague, uh, weak ticket I mean, when he handed it to me and told me the amount it was, I almost blurted out, am I a joke to you? Because it's it's such a joke ticket. It's such a clown ticket. 
yeah. So let's. Um, so you were. So the the whole trespass to property issue. Um, we've you know we, we we were talking yesterday. You you sent me a message with what went on. You sent me the the video. We talked mm-hmm. to the ticket a little bit. And it appears that the whole Trespass to Property Act is about trespassing on private property, yes. as in owned by an individual or a business or a company. And to the best of my knowledge, public parks um, are public property. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's owned by, it's run by the city, but it's not private. So on the, on the face of it, the Trespass to Property Act doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. It seems kind of bogus, but let's put that aside for a second. Um, the issue of you being in violation of the bylaws. So in the video we saw, you obviously knew about amplification issues, signage issues, and the number of people, and you were willing to be accommodating. And so yes. I guess help us understand a little bit about the bylaws in the city of Windsor with specifically related to activities in parks and you know yeah, kind of so what's the, going on there the bylaws are very vague right um aside from the 25 or or more people that's pretty you know uh, objective but when it comes to amplification it's just like shall not use amplification this kind of language uh, but the reality is people do and nobody seems to care uh, there's a basketball court right by there and there's Always people there with loudspeakers listening to obscene music, by the way. It's not like they're listening to Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. <laughs> uh, but they're listening to obscene music, and no, nobody bothers them, and that's fine. You know, like, I mean, you could make an argument that there's kids and stuff, but typically nobody bothers them. They're just playing basketball. What It is what it is. So uh, I, I, I try to keep our speaker to a respectful sound. I've had people tell me, um, just after this incident, I've had messages from people who were there for a baseball tournament. I don't know these people. And they would message me and say, hey, like your speakers weren't loud. My kids wanted to hear you. They had to actually come closer um, to them in order to hear you. So, but that's that's beyond the point. So when the police showed up, they said, hey, you're, you can't do this with a speaker and a microphone. I said, okay, I'll take it down. That's no problem. You know, we can huddle together. I'm loud enough. It's okay, I'll, 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 I'll comply with that. And then they said, and then she says, you have a stage set up. I'm not sure what, what kind of stages this woman has seen, uh, but a, a sign that says Jesus that's tied to a tree isn't a stage. It's a sign. Okay, fine. I'll be a nice guy. I'll accommodate that. I'll take this. I told her at one point, I said, I'll take everything away. I'll take our table, everything, everything. And it'll just be us on lawn chairs. And still that wasn't enough. Still they said, nope. Um, they don't want you here. And I asked them, who is they? They said, the city. I said, well, okay, why don't, you can't just arbitrarily say uh, the city doesn't want you here. I mean, th- uh, apply that same logic to other people groups. Does it work? Yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, there's some, there's a Jamaican church, an African church meeting in the park. They don't want you here. Why? Because they don't have to tell you. Well, that's a suspicious, isn't it? That's a bit mm-hmm. suspicious. Yeah. So, also, it seems like it came out of nowhere too. Yeah. From from it, what you yeah. were telling me, that it just seems like it escalated to a point that there 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 could have been other reasonable steps. It's not as if the police had approached you a number of times before. It's not no, as if never. I mean, it, they didn't even send a bylaw officer to ticket you. 
right? No. So that would have been that would have at least would have been the first step is the bylaw officer would have said, "Excuse me, can you eliminate the amplification and the signage?" And if you said no, then they would have given you a ticket. They would yes. have given you a bylaw ticket. And then if you continue to say, "Ah, forget your ticket and rip it up," then they can call the police. But that didn't yeah. happen. It went right from zero to sixty. Yes. Um, and while we're on the to- just really quickly, while we're on the topic of actual laws, um, one law that, especially for those of us who were shepherding churches during the height of COVID madness, mm-hmm. we're all quite familiar with Section 176 of the Criminal Code. And so, just to refresh everyone's memory, in light of the video that we've just watched, I want to read from the Criminal Code. This is Section 176. Every person is guilty of an indictable offense, indictable offense, and liable to imprisonment for a term of no more than two years or is guilty of an offense punishable on summary conviction who, A, by threats of force, unlawfully obstructs or prevents or endeavors to obstruct or prevent an efficient from celebrating a religious or spiritual service or performing any other function in connection with their calling— or knowing that an efficient is about to perform, is on their way to perform, or is returning from the performance of any of the duties or functions mentioned in paragraph A, assaults or offers any violence to them, arrests them on a civil process or under the pretense of executing civil a civil process. So it appears that these officers are in violation of section 176 of the criminal code. Because as far as we can tell, you were not in violation of the Trespass to Property Act, and you didn't receive a bylaw ticket. So even though you were in violation of the bylaws, it wasn't like there was a ticket there, and you were willing to accommodate. You said, listen, no signage, no amplification. So these officers are the ones, apparently, who did break the law. By They didn't wait till the service was done. Kind of step right up, right in the middle, and their presence alone... Even if they don't say anything, their presence alone is both a disturbance and it is a prevention and an obstruction. Um, And we know that, that them being there is enough of them interfering with the religious service. And so what are your, uh, so we want to talk about lawlessness. What are your, what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that and this whole, you know, this whole soup that is the situation of them saying you did this, you did this, but in fact, they're the ones that did this. Yeah. Well, they were just... Look, I'm preaching Revelation, like I said, and uh, two weeks ago, before this started, with the first um, the first uh, Parks and Rec person coming out to talk to me, it was Revelation 13, and I preached about the beast and the mark of the beast and how the the, the devil or the dragon, as he's called in those uh, chapters manifests uh, his beastly uh, kingdom on earth through the three um, institutions, political, religious, economic, okay? And I told our church, guys, understand, because I'm preaching this in public, this beast is going to come after us some way. I don't know how, but just expect it soon, the very next week. You can't be here out of nowhere. Like I said, three years here, three years out of nowhere. So I tried to talk to the police, okay? I told the Parks and Rec very calmly, um, I, I think I'm allowed to be here. Could you please go call the police and let me talk to them? The Parks and Rec complied. Yep, I'll go call the cops. She left. 
the cops never came. I waited around two and a half hours. Even after church, I waited. Cops never came. So I just figured they called and the cops said, ah, this is nothing. Leave us alone. So then I went ahead and took the initiative and I called the non-emergency line of the police and talked to an officer. And I told him that about that encounter with the Parks and Rec uh, staff. I said, am I allowed to go back Sunday? Can I go back? What should I do about this? And the officer was a bit confused. He seemed almost like, why are you calling me about this? This is, this is like, just go. Um, he said, you know, maybe what you should do is print out the bylaw. And if the police come, if we come, just show us the bylaw. I said, oh, that's reasonable. I'll do that. So I did do that. And that's what ensued. And that's why I kept telling the officers, I said, you guys told me I could do this. Could you see how I might be a bit confused? How uh, your non-emergency line is telling me, no, man, you're good to go. Go ahead, worship. Just don't go over 25. And then you guys show up belligerent, manifesting. <laughs> now, you know, this officer had spirits, and I'm not talking about drinks here. Manifesting and telling me um, all these lies and, and, and deceptions, trying to trick me and gaslight me into thinking, public property is actually private property and using deceptive language and did making my say, kids. By the way, did they, when they said they don't want you here, did they specify who the they was? Did yeah, they because I, stay? I, they did. They said the city doesn't want you here. Okay. The so city. they being the city, right? The city. And I said, okay. Which doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. You. Yeah. If you're I not said, bringing but, any laws, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I said, but why? That's what they wouldn't answer. They would not answer why. Give right. me a reason as to why they don't want me here. They don't want me here for a reason. It's not. Be and then the officer told my wife, she said, um, they don't need a reason. I said, no, no, that, that's, that, that, if, that's tyranny. If, yeah. If it's that private property, of tyranny. Yeah. if it's private property, you don't need a reason, right? Yeah. If you come into my house and I say, leave, I don't have to give you a reason. Yep. But on public property, no, you need to give a reason. You can't just say, we don't like you, go, right? Yeah. doesn't that's work that that's, way. That's, that's the definition of lawlessness. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, we don't um, need to give you a reason, but they do. They actually but, do but, have to give you But you do have to give me a reason. Yeah. I know the reason. Uh, the reason is because uh, I, I read out of this book, right? Uh, I read the words, and I, and I, and I exegeted mm -hmm. the words, and, and the demons were upset. Because uh, yeah. you and, weren't and, being, it wasn't like you were being obnoxiously loud and obscene. No, no. You weren't yelling at and cursing at people as they were walking by. There's nothing no. in the situation. Do you know what our sign said? Say, it just says, just said Jesus or? It just says Jesus. That's it. Yeah. Just Jesus. That's, enough, in like, that's, that's it. That's enough to infuriate yeah. God haters. It doesn't say repent or perish. It doesn't say you're going to burn in hell. Literally, it's just an 8 by 10 sign that says Jesus. That's it. So, I mean, there's we, we don't know the hearts of people, obviously. We don't know if, uh, if Parks and Rec, you know, if, 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 if Public Parks Windsor has a couple of very loud, annoying people that are hounding the police and the police just in frustration, like, all right, fine, we're tired of getting phone calls on our supervisor is breathing down our necks to go deal with it. Like we don't know the hearts of people, but what we do know is that taking a step back from the situation, you were engaging in what is not only a, a lawful, but a God honoring biblical activity and preaching the word and singing and gathering as believers to fellowship and to worship Christ. That's you have, not only do you have a right to do that in our country, um, but it is it is your mandate. It is required of you 
by the Lord, who has authority over all things, and you're doing that. And in the process of doing this, not only do the police officers break the law by violating Section 176 of the Criminal Code, but they seem to bring laws upon you that don't apply. So they're being lawless Mm -hmm. as you are doing what the Lord requires you to do, which is within your rights in that public setting, um, which is just it's unbelievable. And they they were being bullies. They were being bullies. I asked them, "Okay, so you're kicking me out now. Can I come back in an hour with my kids? Because this is a park I go to with my kids. Can I go? uh, Can I come with my kids in an hour and push them on the swings? Your wife can, they say, but you can't. So apparently I'm not even allowed at the park to sit mm-hmm. on a bench and supervise my children going down the slide because because I'm such a threat to society. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the Big Eva article talking about how this wasn't persecution mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. how if you were just reasonable, you wouldn't have received a ticket for this. Um, yeah. I'm just, yeah. just waiting for that to come out on social media. So what um, – not not tipping your hand too much – what I guess process wise you are we were talking before so you're going to go and track down a recording of that phone call you had with the officer mm-hmm. saying hey just make sure you print the bylaws out kind of validating what you said to those other officers that we were told by an officer that this would be fine mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm guessing you're gonna contest the ticket in court it seems that this is it seems yeah. that this is a slam dunk case that these officers are just trying to pull up anything to give you a ticket to, to shut this down. But it doesn't appear that they have any actual grounds. When they were writing the ticket, it seemed like they were scrambling. Um, I, I was standing around and I'm like waiting. I'm waiting for it. And, and I, I walked over. I said, hey, excuse me. Are you like yeah. writing a ticket? Like, let's, they were let's just go. Like, Oh, the Reopen Ontario Act doesn't apply anymore. Yeah. We can't do that one anymore. Yeah, I go, hey, can, like, can I get my ticket already? Like, let's go. Uh, I I got some like steak. I need to grow. Yeah, later. I remember seeing <laughs> the video. She's like, no, no, yeah, we're getting it for you. Yeah, we'll just go get it then. Like you they said, get it. Times, like, give me the ticket. Oh yeah, we will. It's like goes, they had someone have... on the other end. Yeah, you yeah. still have stuff. Go go get your stuff. I'm yeah. like, well, like you know, I can pack that up in two minutes. Let's go. Yeah. We get moving here, lady. They call, they called somewhere. They're like, "What can we? What can we get this guy for? What can yeah. we?" Oh man. Well, we'll uh, look forward to more updates uh, on this. I'm curious to see not only what you guys do, but what the response is. And as you kind of get this, this not only this evidence, but this just just these resources to to prove that you were justified, you were within your rights. Um, where can people? I guess, be updated with this, right? So people are going to want to, I guess, track with you and see what's going on. So where can people see updates? Where can they find out more about what's happening with this as you continue to worship Christ publicly and maybe pay a little bit of a cost for it? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Pastor Coin. You can find our church on Facebook, Life-GiverChurch. Um... I think our handle is at Jesus the Life Giver on Facebook. And Instagram, you can find us, but Instagram algorithms are trash and nobody really, I get like two views on there, so don't even bother with Instagram. You can find us, Life Giver Church Instagram, maybe boost the algo for us. But yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, find us on there, and I'll be posting updates, you know, as it happens. And there's so much more I, I, I'm going to release because. 
I couldn't fit it all into one thing. Um, literally moments before police came. So our children obviously come to church with us, and they are, sometimes it's hard to, to, to wrangle them, right? I mean, they get a little antsy. You know how kids are. And a lot of times on Sunday mornings, it's difficult to get them to sit and listen and so forth. That's, that's normal. But this Sunday was different. This Sunday, um, they all, like, there's a picture of me holding hands with my children, and we're singing hymns to God outdoors. And my wife took a picture. And that is what the cops, that was the prohibited activity, folks. That's what, what I want you, everyone who's listening to this, understand this. The cops came and gave me a ticket for singing hymns with my children in the park. That's what happened. And this, uh, when it happened, I was almost laughing. I'm like, come on, this is, this can't be happening. Like, I'm going to wake up soon. But I slept on it and I woke up the next day and I had to edit that video, which was painful. I edited the video and as I'm re-watching this, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is egregious. If, if you can't have free speech in a public place in Canada, my friends, you can't have it anywhere. And they came after me this time. And if they can get away with this, it's done. This country's over. It's over. We need churches and Christians. Please, for the love of God, literally, I don't use that term pejoratively, like literally, for the love of God, for what he's done for us in Christ. Open your mouth. Stand up. Don't tolerate this right? Do something. Please get out of the four walls of your church and do something. You can be safe in the four walls. And no, maybe a couple pastors might come to my defense, but the majority of you guys, you won't because you're cowards. Uh, I had a guy message me saying, hey, go back. I said, you're going to come with me, get arrested? No, no, but you should. Are you kidding me? This is cowardice. And, and Jesus says, I'm preaching Revelation. The cowardly will have their part in the lake of fire. The cowardly. So please, please, church, rise up. You have God on your side, for crying out loud. Let the tyrants rage. Let the nations rage. They're going to have to kiss the sun lest they perish in the way. And that's it. I'm not afraid. I'm not stressed out. I'm not anxious. I'm actually kind of glad this happened so that it could be exposed finally in the public so that we can say, you have no argument. This is not about mandates. This is not about just obey the civil, you know, Romans 13 misinterpretation. This is literally a case of me being absolutely compliant and willing to be absolutely compliant with every mandate, every bylaw, and still getting a ticket and still being kicked out. So, Big Eva, TGC, now what? Now what? Respond, please. Sorry for getting riled up, but I'm a little bit upset yeah. because I want my kids to have a, a future of freedom. I'm glad my boys got to see this because one of them was crying. He, he told me, Daddy, I thought they were going to kill us. That's what he said to me. Daddy, I thought the police were going to kill us. And I went over to the police. I said, look at that young boy right there. Now he thinks you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. Brutal. So, before I say something I regret, yes. <laughs> I probably already did. Well, that's uh, we, let me just, we will, 
yeah, we'll keep updated with what's going on. People will hopefully follow what's happening with your church and they can see more. Um, it was good to catch up again. And thanks for joining me on the dispatch. Lord willing, this ticket will be dealt with in a timely manner. And the lawlessness will, uh, yeah, will also be dealt with in this regard. So thanks for joining me, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I meant what I said earlier. I really do hope that the examples we see in Kimberly and her husband Terry as well, and in Alan, can help encourage and exhort you to do your own to engage in the culture, to be faithful followers of Christ, doing what is good and what is right for the good of our country, for the good of your children. There are plenty of opportunities. I mean, we just saw recently... We had led our True Readings from True Royalty initiative, inspired by Tim Stevens and in conjunction with this church. We saw pastors and other people as well around this country reading good, God-honoring books and libraries, stepping into that darkness and saying, now Jesus gets a library too. This is his space. His lordship extends even to here. That's one way that people can get connected. I mean, there are opportunities to be involved in the political sphere. There are opportunities to get connected with good churches who are engaged in the spiritual and cultural fight that's around us. And you might be wondering, well, what opportunities do exist for me where I'm at? I'm glad you asked. There's a lot we can do to help you. You can reach out to us. You can email us, info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. And you might be asking that. What can I do? What opportunities are there where I can engage, where I can actually take part in what's happening in the culture, where I can push back against the darkness, where I can be a part of standing on our rights and freedoms, where I can do the kind of work that pleases the Lord, that actually fights for the soul of our country as we hope to win the souls of lost people in it as well. We can we can help you. We can direct you. Just a couple practical things, and I know I sound like a little bit of a broken record, but I need to keep bringing these to bear in the lives of Canadians. I need to keep putting this before you, and I'm not going to stop because these are of prime importance. The first one is, as it's been for the last number of years, because it's been put on blast for us, you need to find, partner with, connect with, move to, serve, give to, build relationships with a solid body of believers in a like-minded church that is neither asleep nor cowardly, but understands what it means to be faithful in our world. And if you need help finding such a church, please reach out to me, churches at libertycoalitioncanada.com. I can help you find a good like-minded church around you, or if one's a little too far, then I might encourage you to move. I might encourage you to relocate. We're in the midst of a little bit of a great migration here in Canada, where people are rightly so moving, not primarily because of work, not primarily because of school, not primarily because of landscape or cost, although people are making those decisions. But what we see are many people relocating primarily because of local church community, like-minded believers that they can link arms with, they can serve in gospel ministry, and they can be ready for what we believe is a long, multi-generational culture war in our country. That's the first thing that you can do 
and really that's at the, the top of the list of ways that you can be involved. The other thing that you can do is you might ask yourself, whether it's you personally or someone you know, is thinking about actually engaging in the political sphere. Maybe you're thinking about running. Maybe you want to get more involved with various political parties, whether it's a municipal or federal or provincial election. Well, again, reach out to us as well. Email us, info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. We can help direct you. We can point you to the right people who will help to train you and work with you and help build you up because this is one of the ways that we engage. We don't just sit back and let everything fall apart and let everything dissolve away, but we push back and we actually take advantage of the means that have been given to us in our country to seek the good and the flourishing of our country and our people. There are lots of different ways. I can't, I'm not going to go into all the different detail, but reach out to us if you have any questions. Like I said before as well, please consider supporting the work that we do here, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. We would love to have more and more people who are willing to support even by way of monthly contributions. It doesn't have to be a ton of money, but just so that we can have a sense of what it is that we are dealing with in terms of donations, in terms of support, so that we can plan accordingly. We want to keep bringing you good content. We want to keep pushing back the way that we have. We have some interesting plans for things we want to be doing as the fall approaches. I'm not going to say much right now, but we want to do all of these things. We want to engage. We want to continue to be good citizens for the good of our country and for the glory of God. And so live as free men and women like Alan, like Kimberly, and like Terry, live as free men and women. And as we say at the end of every episode, Galatians 5.1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.libertycoalitioncanada.com.